And the minute you say like, we want to get pregnant and then it takes you six months and then it takes you nine months. And then it's like, you okay. start to feel the pressure. You just feel the naturally, pressure. Even you feel the pressure. You might yeah. not need to be, you just start to feel it. It's naturally a feeling. So if I would have thought these same thoughts, like thought like, okay, in the next 12 months, I would like to start trying to have a baby. I might've started thinking about, I'm going to go track my cycle. I'm going to start get my hormones tested to see if anything's off. Just to have a little of those steps out of the way so that when you start, you know, six months down the road, you're like, well, guess what? We've already started the process. We've already got a good baseline and we can move forward with the information. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama and 30. I'm Bailey. And I'm Carrie. And the Messy Mom Podcast is all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health and wellness, infertility, mom guilt, and of course, the craziness that comes with raising a family. So if you would like to live on this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review as this helps other mamas learn to embrace the messy with us. So get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. You have myself and Carrie today. Yes, yes. And we are excited because we are jumping into our first podcast of our prenatal series. So today we're talking about preconception and preparing for pregnancy. And we're going to be taking you kind of through the whole life cycle of prenatal. So from the thinking about becoming pregnant to then right up to giving birth. And we're going to be having different guests on. But today we're just talking about things to consider when you are thinking about becoming pregnant. If you have that luxury of planning. As we know, sometimes it just happens, which is super exciting and fun, right? But this will be kind of things to consider if that's something that you think might be down the road for you in the future. Yes. I, as, as you mentioned, like we said, we lo- it's great if you can plan. And <laughs> if you are, you know, I feel like a lot of, especially Bailey, you're like your, your age group, it is like you, you, you might have had one child and maybe you're thinking about having two or maybe you're ha- thinking about having your first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't get that luxury. I did. I got lots of planning with the first, and you know, not so much with the second one. So, <laughs> if you get a chance and you get a little time, and you're like, "Hey, I think I want to get pregnant in the next, you know, six months, twelve months." These, I think, these are going to be some just good, helpful tips. That honestly, some of these things, as we were going through them, I kind of wish I would have done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I fully took the advice we're about to give you to heart, and I really wish I would have. Yeah, I definitely didn't with all of them. With some I did, but definitely a few that we were talking about. I was like, yeah, I probably should have thought about that or like looked into that a little bit more. Definitely. This is going to be great for, especially if you're a type A personality, (laughs) you're probably probably already uh, doing some of this research if if that is in your future. But even if you're, you know, someone who's like, yeah, I don't really plan anything. Still, I think it's good some information and some takeaways. It is good. All right. So we're just going to dive right in. We pretty much have four points for you. The first one is going to be all about preconception nutrition and how to fuel your body to just make sure that you're getting the adequate nutrients to make sure that you have healthy hormone levels, blood sugar, things that are all super important when you are trying to conceive. And I just want to say, you know, just acknowledge that as someone who has gone through 
infertility, I understand how sometimes it can be kind of annoying to hear, oh, just eat this and you'll, it's going to happen for you. I totally understand that that is not the case. And everyone's story and situation is completely different. You might be like, well, I'm already doing that. Keep doing it. You know, I will say that keep doing it. Even if you're going through fertility treatments, taking this information or, you know, continuing to try to live that healthy lifestyle is only going to benefit you through treatments and just overall your energy levels and how you feel throughout the process. So hang in there. We know that it can be super frustrating and challenging, but hang in there. Take it one day at a time. And I feel like the, the tips we're about to give too are honestly things I still do to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, yeah, like you said, I, li- I like that point that absolutely, like just because you're doing these things doesn't guarantee anything. Well, yeah, which is, exactly. I think, I think these tips are more like, oh, they're all overall, overall, this is going to be good for just females in general, mm-hmm. overall good health. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for situations where it's like, it could be, the male or the partner's, you know, challenge with fertility. Like obviously, you know, even, I mean, nutrition for him matters too, but there's just so many different situations that I know that, you know, can be like eye roll, especially when you're in that, you find yourself in that situation and not fun club, but just know that we acknowledge that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have any questions, we're always here for you. So feel free to reach out. All right. So it's kind of diving right on in to preconception nutrition. Nutrition fertility, does it really matter? Actually does. And it's really truly based off of a lot of scientific research. So there's some important foods, vitamins, minerals to consider, including into your diet if you are planning to become pregnant. First things first, and like I said, I'm going to keep this pretty brief. We could go into an entire podcast Mm -hmm. just about this and maybe we will, but First things first, you want to make sure that you're getting in folate or folic acid. So this B vitamin is truly one of the most important nutrients you can take before and during your pregnancy. In fact, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommend that childbearing age women take at least 400 micrograms of folic acid or folate. If you can, like we said, if you have the luxury of planning at least one to three months prior to becoming pregnant. So if you're thinking about becoming pregnant, then think about taking a prenatal like at least one to three months before you start trying to conceive just to really, you know, get those folate stores because it helps prevent birth defects like spina bifida and encephaly, things that obviously are heartbreaking and really challenging. So just making sure that you're getting in your full at at least 400 to 600 micrograms a day, and you can find that in your prenatal. Pretty much all, every single Mm -hmm. prenatal has it. So just make sure that that's in there. And you can also find it through your diet too. Leafy green vegetables, fortified cereals, oranges, strawberries, beans, and nuts are all great sources too. So prenatal and including some of those foods are going to help you get that folate that you need to help prevent those birth defects. So super important there. Next, we're going to talk about iron. Women with adequate iron stores typically have less trouble getting pregnant than women with lower levels. Iron also helps transport oxygen throughout the body, which will be super important once you're delivering oxygen to a baby as well. So you can find it in foods like lean meats, spinach, and you want to aim for about three milligrams per serving. So about 7% of your daily recommended intake. Also fortified breakfast cereals there too that contains added iron. All right. Another one, omega-3 fatty acids. You've heard us talk about this a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
not only for preconception nutrition, but just overall health in general, super important. They are super important because they help regulate key ovulating-inducing hormones and increase blood flow to your reproductive organs. So in preconception nutrition, they're super important. Although many prenatal vitamins contain omega-3s, it's important to include them in your diet. They can be found in seafood. Fish that are high in omega-3s include salmon, anchovies, yuck, but hey, if that's your thing, go for for it. Also sardines and... Those two are not my thing, but they are really high in in omega-3. So if you like them, go for it. Get after it. Yeah. And herring. So those are all really great sources of omega-3s. Grass-fed beef, uh, nuts and seeds like walnuts, flaxseed, chia seeds. Those are all really good. I feel like omegas are one of those two. I would suggest every, not just female, be supplementing with them. Like whether you're trying to get pregnant or not. I, I have always been one who... I do. I take a higher dose than most people of omegas. I firmly mm-hmm. believe in it. There's so much research behind overall health in it. So whether you're trying to get pregnant or not, I highly suggest you find a good omega-3 supplement and start using it. Yes. Yeah. I I will also say that. it's mm-hmm. there, There's just so many benefits. And I actually think it's really underdosed. Agreed. But I take I have a prenatal which has it. And then I also take a supplement on top of that. If you want to know what I take, reach out. It's a really good one, I think. <laughs> so just yeah, 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 just reach out to us. Protein, as you know, we are Love really it. big on protein. Not only for is it going to keep you satisfied, it's going to stabilize your blood sugars, which is also really important when you're trying to conceive that you have blood sugars that are stabilized. You want to try to aim for every meal and snack to have a protein source. I'll say that. I won't get into specific grams just because that's different for each individual person, but just making sure I like to say on average, at least each meal, 20 to 30 grams. And then for snacks, 10 to 15. That's like I said, I'm not going to get into it. You should have X amount of grams, yeah. but that's a good kind of ballpark range, at least to get started. And that's another one that's like, even if you're not trying, I mean, my kids yeah. even are saying now they know every meal when they, they want to eat like pirate's booty. And they know my first question is going to be like, where's the protein? So now they know Mm -hmm. it's like, if I'm going to eat this, I have to eat this yogurt tube too. And it's like, yes, you do. Yeah. I mean, well, and even myself, like, especially being currently pregnant, if I don't have enough protein throughout the day, I feel it like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm more tired. I'm more lethargic. I'm eating more like junk because I'm not being satisfied or satiated. So it really does make a big difference not only in how you feel, but also just your overall energy and your blood sugar. So I think everyone probably knows mm-hmm. <laughs> how, yeah, to how get I feel. protein in. Yes, and how we feel about it. But obviously lean meats, fish are obviously high in protein. Obviously we use whey protein supplements. There's good ones, there's bad ones. Again, reach out to us if you want to know what we use or what we think is best. And Yeah, lots of different options. Just making sure that you are getting in a protein source at each meal and each snack to stabilize those blood sugar levels, which is in turn going to help with fertility. And then finally, last one I'm going to chat about today is fiber. So including more complex, slowly digestible carbohydrates in your diet may help boost your fertility levels. Plus, If you're planning to get pregnant, increasing your fiber intake by 10 grams a day may lower your risk of developing gestational diabetes by 26%. So kind of a fun, fun fact there. 
And that, that comes yeah, from the National Institute of Health. So some good sources of fiber include whole grains, high fiber cereals, fruit and vegetables, beans and legumes. And I'll also kind of add on to that that protein and fiber, including those together, are really going to help reduce the risk of gestational diabetes. Mm-hmm. Although we know in some cases it just happens. You'd have the best diet ever and it's really truly, you know, just something that can happen mm-hmm. from time to time. So good. Those were good. Yeah. Just quick little points. Like I said, I could have gone into an entire podcast about that, but that's where we'll leave it at for now. Yeah. So piggybacking off of nutrition, you know what's coming next, and <laughs> that is the fitness part because that's, that's what we do. So I think first, you know, we talk a lot. I feel like one of those things is like as soon as someone finds out they get pregnant, they're like, okay, what am I changing? Like what? I'm now pregnant. I've got a, mm-hmm. you know, what a healthy pregnancy. So my biggest recommendation is start getting into a good routine now. Not just for the baby's health, not just for your pregnancy health. Start getting in a routine now because I'll tell you right now, once you get pregnant and if morning sickness hits or any of the million things that happen, if you're not you're if you haven't started a good pattern, you're so easily not going to start one. So I say start working on getting in 20 to 30 minutes of exercise four to five times a week. Start trying to figure out how you can do that. I'm going to go a step farther and say not just any type of exercising, but specifically strength training exercise. Mm -hmm. Now, you know how much Bailey and I love our strength (laughs) training, and we're going to dive into that because the one thing about pregnancy, and we, you know, we, you hear this say like 20 to 30 minutes of movement. I'm not, I'm actually going to start taking my recommendation back and say, no. You need 20 to 30 minutes of strength training in a progression a progression model. And here's why I'm saying that is we say this too, you know, the minute you know you're going to run a marathon or if you're going to do a tough mutter, like anything you've ever done in your life, when you know that there is a hard event coming up, what is the first thing you do? You start training for it. So if you are thinking about becoming pregnant, you should start training your body for that pregnancy, for that delivery, for that labor. And the way to do that is through strength training and like a very specific strength training, not just like, you know, I mean, that's great if you're going to pick up some weights and start doing it, but you can start working now. Like, do you know how to contract your pelvic floor? Do you have full control over relaxing and activating your pelvic floor? If the answer is no, women, ladies, for, for your long-term health, I highly recommend that's something you focus on. So, but again, don't wait till you're pregnant, start doing it now. So pelvic floor engagement. Deep core work and breathing. Like, can you pair good breath work to movement? If the answer is no, start practicing now. You don't have to be pregnant to follow a pregnancy program. These tips are good for overall just feminine health. And then it helps you prepare. So, labor, delivery, we always talk about how it's a huge athletic event. Mm -hmm. It takes so much, such a toll on your body, not only during pregnancy, not only during that labor and delivery, but postpartum. Like, you'll hear Bailey and I talk about how much how much it took for us to, at postpartum to get back to like just feeling good and strong. Mm-hmm. So if you can start doing that now, you can gradually work your way up and progress through through those stages of pregnancy, but there's no reason why you shouldn't start training now. Mm-hmm. I agree. And especially when you mention like the pelvic floor and core, you know, deep core work, if you can master that before you get pregnant, you have done something that is going to be so helpful for you for your entire pregnancy and beyond. Like if I just think about if I didn't know that and I went through my pregnancy with crew, like 
without knowing that, I think it would have been a lot more challenging when it comes to just overall exercise and core recovery, especially. Especially core recovery. Like I didn't know. And this part of recovery. Yeah. The information that's out now and just our certification and training, I did not know that with my first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I was, I mean, I've always been into working out and lifting weights. So yes, I lifted weights my entire pregnancy, but I don't like, you know, learning how to activate my pelvic floor the proper way and to actually do core breathing. That wasn't really a thing back mm-hmm. then. I mean, it sounds crazy, but that was eight years ago. That wasn't really something we talked about and really discussed and dive into. Your doctors weren't telling you. My doctor wasn't telling me like, hey, you should be training this way. Like there was no specific protocol. And I think that's the one really cool thing we have right now is there is a pretty specific protocol that you can follow to really train your body for this. So yeah, if you can do it before your belly starts expanding and before you start having less control over things, it's a great way. You know, figure out where your body is now, really get to understand it and how it moves so that when it does start changing, you know how to activate. Mm-hmm. You're going to be way ahead of the game. Oh, beyond. If you can do that beforehand. No, yeah. That was good. Are you currently pregnant, postpartum, or beyond? Lucky for you, Fit Mom and 30 has an exercise and nutrition program for every stage of motherhood. And the best part? The workouts are 30 minutes or less. We know there are about a million online fitness options at your fingertips, but our science-backed and doctor-approved fitness and nutrition programs are designed to support you wherever you're at. From safe and effective pre and postnatal workouts to our 30 minute strength and cardio conditioning classes, there's truly something for everyone. Did we also mention that we have seasonal recipe guides to nourish not only you, but your entire family? Because let's face it, ain't no one going to be making multiple meals in my house. We know finding the time to exercise and eat well can be challenging once you become a mom. And that's exactly why we started Fit Mom in 30. We want you to find your groove again with fitness and nutrition, which is why you can try any of our Fit Mom in 30 programs completely free for seven days. And if you decide you want to stick with us after the seven days, you can get $10 off your membership. All you have to do is enter the code podcast at checkout. All right. Our next one, something that we don't talk about a lot <laughs> no. and something I wish I would have, this is when I was saying, I wish I would have looked into something a little bit more was, is budget. Oh yeah. So kids are expensive y'all. Yeah, and they don't, <laughs> and Hey, and they're, they're, I have eight and six and they're still not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then they get into activities oh, and whatnot. Man. Yeah. They're just, not they're cheap. just pricey, pricey little things. We love pricey, them, but pricey little nuggets. <laughs> they're pricey. <laughs> so just things to consider. Uh, first off, wherever you're going to deliver your baby or where you would like to deliver baby, Check in with your insurance and make sure that your insurance provider, that they are a part of your carrier, a part of your plan, just because it can be really expensive if you go outside of you know one of the care providers of, that your insurance has. So just make sure that wherever you're delivering, that your insurance covers that if you're wanting to, of course, be you know budget-friendly, because you'll be surprised <laughs> when... The hospital bill comes and you look at it and you're like, oh my goodness, it costs this much to have a baby? Even for in-network. Like, I don't think you, you know, like it's it's not yeah. all free. It's yeah, even in-network. No, I don't know too many people are like, yeah, everything was covered. We'd like, yeah. no. no. Yeah. No. Even, yeah. That's a good point. Like even in-network, it's still, you know, a pretty penny. But out of network is Jeez. extremely expensive. So just keep that in mind. You know, obviously everyone has different financial situations and different plans of where they want to have their baby. 
But just something to consider that, again, if you are someone that is wanting to be a little bit more conscious of of money and budget, just to keep that in mind and, and check in with your insurance provider and maybe think about if you can, you know, some people move and, you know, that happens. But if you can think about where you might want to have your baby, that's always a good starting point, starting there and looking at insurance because, yeah, it's it's kind of shocking. It really is. And, you know, when I looked at the bill, I had a, you know, pretty standard labor and delivery. I can't imagine if I like needed an emergency C-section or had to be in the hospital for a longer period of time, how much that would cost, how much extra. Oh, I know. And I think OB offices are usually pretty good. Like sometimes they'll give you a breakdown of like what the fees are going to be. Mm-hmm. So you have an idea of like what a typical, typical. I mean, I'll say typical, but you yeah, know. In quotations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just something to consider there. Also, when it comes to budget, think about childcare. You know, are you going to be staying at home? Are you going to be having a nanny, a daycare? Are your parents going to be helping? Again, just childcare, as we all know and have probably heard, you know, through it's a pretty hot topic in the news and the media right now, how expensive childcare is, especially like daycares, preschools, that type of thing. You know, a lot of parents are having to quit their jobs and stay home simply just because the cost of childcare doesn't make sense for them to work to just pretty much pay for childcare. I have a couple of friends that have had to do that. So just things to consider and, you know, think about what works best for you and your family when it comes to childcare because someone got to take care of them, right? <laughs> yeah, some, somebody's got to. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say like if you are looking for childcare, ask friends, ask people who have had babies in the past, get, you know, recommendations, that type of thing because that's crew just started going to we call it nursery school two days a week. And it, I really found out about the place by word of mouth and it is pretty affordable in comparison to some other places. So you can kind of shop around that way and find places that are going to work for you and your family. Do you have anything to add to that? I was also going to say I've, I, I didn't have to, I wasn't experiencing this because I chose to stay home right away. But I have friends who, especially in bigger cities, when you, some of them, when they, I mean, this was like, I think news to them as well. Some of these like childcare facilities, they're a wait list years long. So like if you are actually thinking about Good having point. a baby, even if you think like in the next 12 months, some of those waiting lists are that long. So like when you start to get in the planning mode, I would actually narrow it down and have an idea of where you want to go. So either the minute you're pregnant or the minute you have that idea, you can put your name in or I've seen, I mean, it's it's so, it's crazy, but it's so true. Yeah, no, that is an excellent point. And funny you mentioned that there's a girl at bar that's a client that she's pregnant and do right around I am and her baby that she's hasn't even had yet is on a wait list because the place that she wants to go is so booked in advance. Yeah, I believe so that it. is a really good point, especially if you're someone who knows the school that they are, the daycare, whatever place that you want to take your child to and knows that that's, you know, what you're going to be doing, then that's a really good point. Check in. Yeah. Check in. Get on the wait list if they allow it. Yeah. And then let's see, what else did I have about that? Oh, I was just going to say and mention that I think too, when it comes to having a baby, and I definitely felt this way when I've had crew that you sometimes feel a little bit of pressure to kind of have it all. 
right away all at once. And it's like, oh, I got to get the crib. I got to get the dresser. I got to get the nursery together. It has to look cute. I need all the things. And then when I had him, I was like, he uses like diapers, <laughs> like onesies, spit up rags. You know, I was breastfeeding, but like bottles, thing. you know. <laughs> he's probably sleep- And he's probably sleeping in a bassinet. Yeah, next he was your sleeping in a bassinet next to Like they don't need that much. So don't feel the pressure, especially when you're pregnant. And if you're thinking about becoming pregnant, you're going to be searching things online. And then guess what? You're going to be hit with a bunch of ads and it makes you right. feel like, oh, I got to get this. This is cute. I got to get that. And you go down this rabbit hole. I would just say, just keep in mind, especially if you're someone that's wanting to be a little bit more budget friendly, that you don't need to have it all right away. Get kind of like the main things. Obviously, there'll probably be showers. People will be getting you things, maybe like diaper parties. Those are really nice. Yeah, they (laughs) are. You go through a lot of diapers and diapers are expensive. That's another thing to consider. Diapers, formula, if you're going to be, you know, formula feeding. But just, you know, have a few things and don't feel the pressure that you need to have it all right away because you truly don't. No, no. I learned that the same way, the hard way. Yeah. And if you're also someone that is wanting to be a little bit more budget friendly, then you can find very gently used items on things like Facebook Marketplace, Poshmark, eBay. I've gotten so many things from Facebook Marketplace and there's so much baby stuff on there because people that are done having babies are trying to get rid of it. And a lot of it's gently used for a lot cheaper. So those are things to consider too. Definitely. Those are good. Yeah. Good. And then our last topic, if you will, is just start figure out baselines. And what I mean by that is start tracking things like, and this is just good. This is good like health advice for females. I still track my cycle. Not trust me, not because I plan on having any more babies. (laughs) God and I had a conversation and he's hopefully said no more. (laughs) Hopefully. But I, but I'm just. It's one of those things where I still. I think obviously being in a good cycle with your body does to a point tell you like a, a level of health. So you know, mm-hmm. are your cycles on time? Are you ovulating at the same time? And Bailey and I've talked about this a lot. If I would have known about my body what I know now, when I was trying to have Kate, I could have probably told you the day I was ovulating. Mm-hmm. I'm just that in tune, and it's not because it's any different. It's just I'm now very well aware because I have been. I use, I haven't used like Apple health app. I actually just use theirs now. There's some great tracking for fertility cycles, like that do temperature, like that you can get really fancy with it if you want. But if you just want a baseline, like my Apple health app is great. Like you can put in symptoms. So like you now want, you know, instead of everyone waits until they want to get pregnant and it's like that, it's almost an overwhelm. Whereas if you would have these baselines right now, like if I'm, you know, you're trying to get pregnant in the next six months to 12, 12, 12 years, six months to 12 months. (laughs) I mean, good for you. Yeah, if you're maybe some up, people, you know, you're, if you're planning up, are having head, kids later. They really are. <laughs> so maybe you are, maybe it's 12 years, but just like have a good idea of what your cycle looks like and what symptoms around those types, around your period, around ovulation, there'll be a pattern. And then go to your doctor and have like baseline blood work of hormone levels, maybe even your partner. That's what Bailey and I are talking about. There's baselines for both of you. And I think instead of waiting for that stressful moment where there maybe could be a problem, if you have all this information ahead of time, you get a little bit longer. You know, you're not, you didn't wait till the day when you're like, I want a baby, I want a baby. You've had a couple of months to like say, like, this is something we want in the near future. And here's our baseline. And if there is an issue, maybe we can start handling it now so that we don't feel as time strapped mm-hmm. and just not as stressed out. If you just have 
just a good overall baseline of where you are before mm-hmm. you start trying. Because guess what? Guess what impacts fertility? Stress. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a big one, actually. And it's we a actually have a one. podcast on that that we did with Whitney, the Fertility Net. So if you're curious about stress and fertility, definitely oh, go back to that episode. That was a good one because it is yeah. like people don't. I and mean, that's why you hear stories all the time of these people who are like they're trying, they're trying, they're trying. They just decide like they go through fertility treatments. They decide, all right, we're just gonna adopt, and then like, two months later they're pregnant. Well, mm-hmm. well, one major thing happened and you just like let the, it was almost like a stress relief. So mm-hmm. if you can kind I'm not saying you can't avoid everything. You can't. And I know there's going to, as soon as the moment you start, like, you know, Bailey had fertility issues. I actually did too with Kate. And the minute you say like, we want to get pregnant and then it takes you six months and then it takes you nine months. And then it's like, you okay. start to feel the pressure. You just feel the pressure. You even feel the you, pressure. You might yeah. not need to be. You just start to feel it. It's naturally a feeling. So if I would have thought these same thoughts, like thought like, okay, in the next 12 months, I would like to start trying to have a baby. I might've started thinking about, I'm going to go track my cycle. I'm going to start get my hormones tested to see if anything's off. Just to have a little of those steps out of the way so that when you start you know, six months down the road, you're like, well, guess what? We've already started the process. We've already got a good baseline and we can move forward with the information. Mm-hmm. And I'll say too that Kevin and I actually did that. I think we were about six months actually into trying to have a baby with crew when nothing was happening. And I talked with my OBGYN and she was the one who actually said, let's do a hormone, you know, let's check your hormones and let's do an analysis on him. And so it doesn't have to be a fertility clinic. You can talk yeah. to your OBGYN and they can give a referral for your partner to have, to have them analyze. So Kyle had to as well through, and my yeah. OB was able to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it's just good to know those things, whether something is not wrong or whether something is, then yeah, you kind of have a game plan and kind of hit it head on before again, having to go through figuring it out later when you're really, really trying. Yeah. Too much stress at once. Yeah. Which is the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. If you've been down that road, it's not fun. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, you know, four four points, just like we said before. Like, you know, this is not like earth-shattering advice. Like I know some people are like, I'm, it's just, it's more of a reminder of things that Bailey and I both wish we would have started doing a little bit earlier than maybe we did. Mm-hmm. You know, we were both very conscious about eating and working out and, you know, trying to be in optimal health. But I just wish I would have put a little bit more effort to it on the front end during that like preconception period, just so there's a little bit less stress and a less to figure out. Like you just, all the excitement and all the unknown kind of take over. So if you have a plan for the things that you can plan and the things that we just went through, you can plan those. Like those are all things you can do. Like you can create a budget, you can get baseline labs, you can start working out, you can start eating healthier and all these things, they're not going to hurt for you to do them. You know, if anything, it's going to better your life regardless of the situation. So, just some tips that we thought when we were thinking about, all right, what, what do we wish we would have done a little sooner? Those are kind of the things we came to mind. So, hopefully, they helped you, maybe one or two, or just maybe things you haven't thought about. So, yeah, that's kind of all we have for you tonight. We're real pumped about this series, though. As Bailey mentioned, we have some great guests, some really cool topics. So, if you are trying to get pregnant or thinking about pregnant or are pregnant, Stay tuned. There's a lot of good stuff. And if you are not, share this with a mama who is. It's just really good information. And we just know a lot of mamas out there are looking for different avenues and different information. So we would be so grateful if you would pass it along if you know someone who could use this information. 
Bay, you got anything else? No, I was just thinking in my head when I was trying to get pregnant and when I was then pregnant with crew, especially the first time around, I listened to so many podcasts. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> About it, yeah. So yeah, I think any extra information to anyone, even if you yourself are not trying to get pregnant and you know, then yeah, share it with a friend because it's only going to help them. It is more information. I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, mamas. Well, stay tuned for more episodes on this series on preconception and just pregnancy overall. And until next time, we will see you then. Bye ladies. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You can find us on Instagram at fitmomin30. That's F-I-T-M-A-M-A-I-N-3-0. And let us know what you liked about this episode. We love hearing your feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show on our website, www.fitmomin30.com, along with our programs for prenatal, postnatal, and beyond. Until next time, bye mamas. Bye.